0: listening to me what do you want to do with your life i want to rock
1: i'm hooked on a podcast and welcome to rock talk this is john Otney
2: and colin westman
1: and this is the podcast where we talk rock and party every day i always try to do the um rock and roll all night and party every day and i always fuck it up like i'm trying to make that the introduction to this podcast but i i don't know <laughs> did that sound okay so all
2: right to me yeah okay just, just good. do some sort of variation on that <laughs> song and its title i guess <laughs> works
1: so this week our topic is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. What? But that's that's a movie. Well, the reason behind that is because uh, as you know or don't know because maybe you've never seen the First Guardians of the Galaxy, it was a movie that was very renowned for its eclectic 70s pop and soul soundtrack. I believe it was called Awesome Mix. And I think when that was released, that was actually like a big... uh, That like topped some charts. And that's crazy to think that this movie that had these old 70s songs like Hooked on a Feeling and uh, Come and Get Your Love could be like popular with with today's kids. (laughs) And of course at the end of that film, spoiler if you haven't seen it, uh, the character Peter Quill, Star-Lord, gets a uh, volume 2 tape So, of course, that means in the next film, we're going to get another what I assume is a eclectic mix of 70s pop soul rock songs. And so Colin and I thought it might be fun to kind of, I don't know if necessarily predict, but just kind of like, I don't know, come up with ones we'd like to see, songs we'd like to see in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, I don't know if that's, if Colin, you went more like, I want to see this or like, this is my prediction.
2: I think it was more like, I want to see this, or just like, I could imagine this being in the movie. There were probably some where I was like, yeah, this would be fucking sweet if it was in the movie. <laughs> I don't know if I would actually expect it to be in the movie, but I'd be pretty pumped if it was. Did you uh, need to do
1: a lot of research, or are these like the first songs that came to your no,
2: head? The, I mean, I feel like we both did... We Weirdly enough, because we have this weird '70s obsessed taste in music, we both made like playlists of these kinds of artists in the past. I know I did like an AM '70s pop playlist, and I've had mm-hmm. a bunch of these songs just in my iTunes for a while. And I guess they all share a kind of similar sound that people were. I don't know, I kind of tried to go for in the 70s where it's like this pop sound that's very like pristine and like there's lots of vocal harmonies and everything like just sounds super like crisp and good. And I really like that sound because I feel like in the 80s pop music sort of turned more towards like synthesizers and drum machines and more like you know, not real instruments, but with these seventies pop songs, it's like everyone was like trying to make analog sounds sound like perfect.
1: Yeah. And I'm not sure how that came about. I don't know if it was just the, the natural progression from like the British invasion music. I think that was it. I think a lot of it was, I think a lot of American artists being influenced by the British pop music and then doing their take on it.
2: Yeah, and, and I think just, also kind of like recording technology getting better and better, so people
1: wanted to utilize that. Totally, and like this list, like these songs are like totally my wheelhouse because I I talked about this on a, a previous episode of Rock Talk. I was raised on oldies radio, like that was my first experience with music was here in Seattle, ninety seven point three KBSG. Rest in so peace. So a lot of the <laughs> rest in peace. A lot of the first bands I knew were like the foundations and the four tops and the temptations and the rascals like a lot of these pop 60s and 70s bands um that most of us just know for like one or two songs but man they are, they get you smiling and tapping your toes <laughs> i mean there's so many to choose from i have like a ridiculous amount of honorable mentions i guess i'll just start with like throwing a couple of them out um mostly the ones i didn't put on like are ones that I just don't feel like enough people know them So I feel like they're, they're, they are they would have been Overlooked and probably not put on the soundtrack But who knows uh, I had I was just telling you Colin There's one song from the 80s that I had from It was from 1980 that I really wanted to put on But I'm like They don't really go into the 80s in any of these movies It's a yeah. song called Steal Away by Robbie Dupree He's a Kenny Loggins' knockoff Also mm-hmm. the song sounds a lot like What a Fool Believes so But yeah, check it out It's know, pretty though. funny <laughs> It's pretty funny There's like a video of him playing it on on Midnight Special He's just a guy with a beard and a sweater yeah. Also, two other kind of obscure ones I have The Stampeders, Sweet City Woman It's kind of like folky, pop uh, Like acoustic, but it's like a pop song But, I don't know It just seemed tonally kind of wrong And also, have you ever heard of the band Dr. Hook? Nope They do, you've probably heard Cover of the in Stone Did You know that song? I think so
2: yeah, that's kind of familiar.
1: <laughs> well, they're like this weird, like... They had a guy that patch. They're like this weird, like, almost redneck kind of folk collective. But in, like, the late 70s, they became, like, corporate fuck. And they had this song called When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman. And I'm like, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. And then just all sorts of artists that I'd like to see, like Jim Croce and Barry White. Uh, I put Temptations, Hall & Oates... And obviously, there's got to be some kind of Bowie in this song, and I think, I think James Gunn, the director, even said there's going to be Bowie in like a big way. But like, I don't know. It's like I'd love to see Bowie, but I just i, I want to be surprised by Bowie. I think I didn't want to guess a Bowie song.
2: Do you have know, one that you, would be your guess? I,
1: you know, I'm gonna. I feel like. Because he's saying it's like in a big way, it's going to be one that's not as sci fi as people would think. I don't I'm just going to go like Heroes, maybe. It's, 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 it's a little too easy, but yeah. I can imagine that. Why, which which one do you think would be a nice? It, I mean, edition? it is
2: a sci fi. I, I guess Life on Mars, maybe. Yeah. I've liked that song a lot lately.
1: Bass oddis- Oddity would be, like, crazy because, like, I feel like the lyrics are so specific, so I don't know how they do that one. Mm-hmm. So I think Life on Mars is a good choice. There's all sorts of ones that are a good choice. Sure. You could do the whole soundtrack, Bowie, if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any honorable mentions or artists? Uh, I
2: guess I'm, I'm looking at it here. I have some songs, like Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty, just if they use that saxophone mm-hmm. part at, I don't know, some sweet epic moment in the movie
1: i thought
2: about that yeah um oh. i don't like the night the lights went out in georgia by vicky lawrence but i feel like that song like just takes too long to get to the chorus like it sounds kind of <laughs> hard to imagine it being in a movie um yeah i don't know it would have been nice to see some thin lizzie in there too possibly
1: it's tough to decide on that balance between kind of pop rock and then just straight up rocket. Yeah, because
2: there is some pretty rocket stuff in that first one too. Like, like the Runaways are in there, and I don't know. Like, Sweet is in the trailer for this newest Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if Fox and the Run will actually be on the movie.
1: That's another thing too. Is like, are they going to go into punk? Are they going gonna go into disco? Like. There's so yeah. many directions because it's pretty diverse decade in terms of music. Yeah, so. I think
2: I I've mainly focused on, like, glam rock and, yeah, like, top 40 pop from that era.
1: Because I think my reasoning was, well, in the movie, Peter Quill's mom gave him the tape, or at least made the tape in, like, the late 80s. So it's not like she's going to be like, I need to make the tape that would be the natural progression of music history for my son. <laughs> it's probably like she's going to make more songs that she likes that are from that era because that's what she likes. So I'm hoping that's what they do. Yeah. And that's kind of the idea I built my list upon. All right, so I guess we could just get into these lists. This will be fun. I can go first. And my number 10 is Come Sail Away by Sticks.
0: For the
1: this was a last-minute edition because I don't really like this song, but it's pretty funny, and I think that's because Dennis DeYoung, who was the keyboard piano player, sticks, and they kind of switched off lead singers. But he was like the main creative force. Has a really funny voice. It's pretty high. It's really up there. Yeah. I don't know if it like actually sounds good.
2: <laughs> yeah, it might be a little too high up there. <laughs> Maybe ease it down a bit, guy.
1: But it would be funny. And I feel like Sail Away. Look, like a ship is like. That's like the sail. boat of of space. Mm-hmm. The spaceship. <laughs> I could have just said a spaceship is the ship of space. That's ship in the name. But, uh, botch that one. It's got a nice build up. I feel like you could play, like, most of the song. And people would be, like, laughing and slapping their knees. I put a lot of songs that make people laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, it, I. I just think it'd be funny i don't actually like sticks i have i feel like i've done a lot of research about them because their story is kind of funny like they started going in this weird direction of concept albums with robots and stuff <laughs> <laughs> and most of the band really hated that except for dennis DeYoung? young and i think currently dennis de young tours as his own thing and like all the other guys in sticks just do the rock songs
2: you think he plays so. that robot album in its entirety every show <laughs>
1: I think he's still in I, I think he I think I may have even seen a video, I think he's still really into that album. Kilroy was yeah, here. Yeah. What's great about that is if you look at personnel for the album, everyone has a character. <laughs> like Dennis DeYoung is Kilroy, Tommy Shaw, Jonathan Chance, James Young, Doctor Righteous, Chuck Pinozo, Lieutenant Vanish, and John Pinozo, Colonel Hyde. Like mm-hmm. the characters? Like do they all sing their different parts? Like, I don't know. what I'm going to have to check out that album someday, but I'm sure it would be a real pain. <laughs> Even Mr. Roboto, if you ever sit down and listen to Mr. Roboto, it takes forever for that song to get going. It's just like they do that one part. It's like,
0: I got a secret, I got a
1: secret for like 10 minutes. It, it takes so long to get to the, to the chorus. It's one of those songs. Yeah.
2: I mean, so who knows? Yeah, "Sail Away" is kind of that song too, where it gets to the the rocking part.
1: That's true, but at least the other part is funny. I, actually, yeah. no, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe "Mr. Roboto will be the song that we hear. Perhaps uh, the they're robots—they're pretty futuristic. Yeah. All right, Colin, what's your number ten?
2: So my number ten is a uh, song "Stone Cold Crazy" by Queen.
0: guess because i feel
2: like it's, ki- it's kind of got a sweet vibe it almost does feel like queen doing a version of like ballroom blitz and it's uh i don't know i can definitely imagine some queen being in guardians of the galaxy it's t- it yeah. definitely feels like the most queen has ever
1: rocked in a song yeah, that song's awesome i love that song it is really awesome i think i've heard that album i feel like that's definitely the best part of it but yeah, from. I mean like Oh no, he has Killer Queen too But um I mean yeah it Queen seems like a Like a, a You gotta have Queen at some point, right? Yeah But you don't want it to be too obvious And you can't do We Are The Champions Because I, I think Revenge of the Nerds Like legally owns stuff, right?
2: <laughs> Does it? Yeah. I feel like it's probably been used in a lot of movies Which might be another reason to stay away from
1: it And uh, Don't Stop Me Now I associate with Shaun of the Dead Okay it's definitely. I think it's one of those things where it's like you want to put in a song by an artist, but like if it's too closely associated with another movie, you're like really hesitant.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would definitely... assume that would be hard with Queen. I feel like they have so many songs that are
1: super well known.
2: All right, what's your uh, number nine?
1: My number nine is uh, "Magic" by Pilot. This has definitely been in some movies. I want to say, Happy Gilmore, <laughs> but uh, I think enough oh, time wait. has passed. <laughs> definitely, definitely been an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, so magic—it's <laughs> we all know. It. Oh, 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 it's magic. I'm probably playing the music in the background right now, so you could probably hear it. So I don't need to pretend to sing it. And Pilot was a band. They're one of those power pop bands, kind of like, kind of like Big Star, Badfinger. I think they're from Scotland, and I actually checked out their album once, like the album that this song is on, mm-hmm. and it's like pretty good, it's like pretty well produced, kind of what we were talking about earlier, just like strings and like layered vocals, and it's like, they're like kind of a cool band, and this song, I like this song, like it's it's a little cheesy, but I don't know, I think it could work. There's something about magic where I feel like the lyrics magic could work even if it's a space movie, because like Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty like fantasy I mean it's sci-fi, of course. So definitely like a love like a love song kind of <laughs> moment. I don't know how it'd be included. I just like it. That's all. I don't know much about Pilot. Yeah. I did listen to an album though. And this song's definitely the best.
2: Okay. I don't think I really have much to say about this song either. It's it's good. Uh, just so you
1: know, I'm doing this like mostly without Wikipedia so far.
2: Yeah. I did I, I have know. to look I've... up
1: the Roy the Rolls for the Sticks concept album, but yeah. aside from that <laughs> not not as heavily researched on Wikipedia. Uh
2: anyways, my number nine <laughs> is Dirty Work by Steely Dan. Times are hard. felt appropriate to put a steely dance song on here because they seem like they kind of epitomize that very slick 70s pop sound and uh this is from their first album which has like two bigger hits on it um reeling in the years and do it again but i'm like Pretty fucking sick of the songs, and I wouldn't want to hear them in this movie. <laughs> Even though I, I guess I like Steely Dan. It's a weird thing where it's kind of a guilty pleasure. Like I went through a phase where I listened to most of the '70s Steely Dan albums. I don't know why. I actually I do remember why. It was because I got into that Daft Punk "Random Access Memories" album, which kind of is indebted to a, you know the kind of '70s sounds we're talking about but uh yeah it's a pretty good song it's got
1: was yeah yeah sorry I just want to know is Dirty Work actually like a single or a hit like I don't don't
2: know if it was a single maybe it wasn't it just feels like it could have (laughs) been I know it was on an episode of The Sopranos where Tony's like driving around listening to it on the radio
0: okay
1: um, I'm looking that up. You were you gonna say something before? Oh, we started talking about The Sopranos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was sung by like some singer they had for just this album because Donald Fagan was like not as confident in his vocals, which he's, he's never he was never that good of a singer. Which is weird that Steely Dan were so obsessed with like everything being perfect on their records, but then their lead singer like kind of has a dopey voice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what was his was he just like super scared? (laughs) (laughs) He's like hiding behind his piano. (laughs) Because they had that they had that Robert Plant knockoff guy too, like that saying uh which one did he sing? He sang I don't know, I thought he sang something. Hmm. He just stood in the front of the band like he's the lead singer. Yeah. But Donald Fagan still did most of it. (laughs) But yeah, that's a good album. That's definitely I guess that's my favorite Steely Dan album I've, I've really only, I don't know, Pretzel Logic's probably considered the best though
0: It's probably
1: my favorite too Yeah, but I like Dirty Work Steely Dan, no, that's a that's like a good that's like an inspired choice and that's not like the most obvious song which I can respect because I feel like not all the songs in Guardians of Galaxy are super obvious so there's going to be some like you know, some ones we don't expect Uh, One we may not expect is my number eight, which is Rock Me Gently by Andy Kim, who is a Neil Diamond knockoff, (laughs) basically.
0: Ain't it good, ain't it right That you are with me here tonight Music playing, our body swaying in time
1: he kind of has like that look. He looks like you know. So not only does he look like Neil Diamond, he sounds he totally like Neil I Diamond. Like He's basically like the Canadian Neil Diamond. Yeah. And I don't know. This is like just a funny song. Like it like builds up to the chorus, but I'm like pretty excited because it's got like stupid little synth things, and I'm like, I'm just. It's like you know, I'm I'm there. I'm ready. I'm ready to rock me gently. I don't know how you'd use this. Like an action scene? Like, I don't know. Uh, It's just like a funny song. I don't think Andy Kim had a lot of other hits. Though, fun fact that I'm finding out right now, because I decided to include a little Wikipedia into this. (laughs) It appears that he co-wrote Sugar Sugar for the Archies.
2: I could believe that listening to this. (laughs)
1: Can you imagine like him or Neil Diamond like singing "Sugar" like duetting?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> and They're just like oh, sugar, sugar," <laughs> and just breathe it all over the place.
1: <laughs> we were talking about that recently. Like Neil Diamond's thing is like delivering each word like with a lot of like oomph and like uh, dramatic delivery. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: "Shereeba." <Bieber.
1: laughs> <laughs> Not quite how he does it, but He's a it feels man. right.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean. That dude, you saw like how much he had his shirt open Like all the time, Neil Diamond Like yeah. He had like full chest He's like Paul Stanley out there
2: <laughs> Just making love to that microphone
1: Yeah, so he's making love to every single word <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Carolina
1: Oh, uh, Colin, you're number 8
2: uh, My number 8, what was it? Oh, it was Orleans And their song is Still the One."
1: that album cover
2: uh have they're i they're
1: like they're like they all have their shirts off I oh yeah all yeah
2: no i've i've seen that one it's like pretty gay <laughs> it's got uh, i guess it's kind of like that hollow notes album cover too where they look like it's like total not men <laughs> basically
1: this is definitely one of those bands that I throw in with, like, Little River Band. And oh, yeah. There's probably a couple others. <laughs> I am looking at this.
2: They literally just have their shirts off. Every member of the band. All bearded up.
0: Yeah, it's
1: like one of those cool. soft rock bands that had, like, their hit. Yeah. And uh, Still the One. That's, like, that's like a, I kind of like that song, though. It's a good that song. That one's kind of got more of, like, a boogie kind of feel. Yeah. And I was reading about it, how it's it's kind of like an interesting love song and then it's about like you've already found the person you're in love with, but like you're still in love with them. I'm like that's kinda of sweet. And I was looking up the guy who's kinda of like the the brains of the operation in this band and I guess he went on to be like like a member of the like House of Representatives. Really. Like <laughs> a, like a like a politician. Nice. John Hall. Like, he's still, like, rocking out, too. So, like, that's kind of cool that, like, he didn't leave the band, even though he's. What do you mean by he's serving...
2: still rocking out?
1: <laughs> like, he was still doing shows. Nice. You know, he, like, go give a speech. He's like, now I gotta go rock the casino. Still the one. Because <laughs> it sounds like he was, like, the main guy. I don't know if he sang, like, all their songs, but, uh, I don't even know if he sang Still the One, but he, like, wrote all the songs. Yeah. He used the. And that's why he wanted to be, you know, in politics Because he's the brains of the operation He's like, I made Orleans work I could make this country work
0: <laughs>
1: I lot that his name is John Hall It's like he's like the perfect combination of Daryl Hall and John Oates <laughs> Into one band
2: Yeah, this could be a holiday song
1: Yeah Or like, like I saying Boogie, so like it could be like Loggins and Messina It's true Who <laughs> Yeah no Kenny Long is on this list He's got he's had enough songs in movies I feel like that's all he does
2: Yeah He's like the go to like guy of it. in the 80s
1: He's got Top Gun, Caddyshack And Footloose Crazy No Kenny Long is on this list My next pick is Electric Light Orchestra Evil Woman I don't know if "Evil Woman" is my favorite Electric Light Orchestra song, but I feel like every other song by them I already associate with something else. <laughs> like "Mr. Blue Sky," it's definitely in the trailer to. Uh, what is it? It's in the trailer to lots of things. Yeah, and "Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind," I really associate with the trailer. I don't remember if it's actually in the
2: movie. <laughs> in my and- mind, it was in the trailer. No. Is in the trailer to something else? I too. thought it was it's in a car, co- car trailer for adaptation, but maybe I'm getting that confused. Just maybe it's in Kaufman both movies. <laughs> I don't
1: know. It was in something, and then like, uh, what? Well, which what's the one that's in um, Boogie Nights? Is that living thing? At the end, when he shows his dong. Yeah, I don't know.
2: There's Little a lot of 70s songs in that movie.
0: Thing too.
1: And then I associate. Don't bring me down with the end of Super Eight, and then I associate. Uh, there's one more. Oh yeah, Showdown with Kingpin, of course, obviously. <laughs> Remember Kingpin? What from the
0: nineties? Oh, yeah, it? yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> like the daredevil villain, <laughs> but no.
1: Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray.
2: Yeah, he's. I w- got a hook for a hand. I never saw that I,
1: movie. I heard they're making that. It was like the first day of, of filming, and they literally did not know if Bill Murray was going to show up. Like they had no idea. Like they just like talked to him on the phone once, and like they didn't know he was going to be there. And their backup, Chris Elliott. So that movie almost started Woody Harrelson and Chris Elliott. <laughs> he agreed to be like the, the stand. What do you call that? Like the what do you call it? Like in a play,
2: understudy,
1: understudy. It's going to go with first runner-up. I don't think that's right. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Electric Light Orchestra. I mean, they're pretty sci-fi. All their album covers have like a spaceship on them. That's true. So it seems like they'd be a fit. You could even like have a cameo where that spaceship shows up.
2: Kevin's
1: yeah, like, oh, it took a wrong turn. And
2: <laughs> it's just blasting Evil Woman. And that's, that's its appearance in the movie.
1: Plus, if there's any evil woman characters, I don't really know anything about the story. It'd be perfect. You'd be like, that's an evil woman. Here's the song, Evil Woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if that happens, it's perfect. <laughs> sure. All right, Con, your number seven.
2: My number seven is Gladys Knight and the Pips, uh, the song Midnight Train to Georgia.
0: he's
2: guess I was said thinking this mind. would be like the ooh child from the first one like have a sort of equivalent of just like a nice pleasant soul song about I don't know, life just rolling by.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I worry that my list is too white. I needed to have more like Motown or Soul or something because the last one had qu- quite a few, or at least two or three songs that fit really well.
2: Yeah, and, like Ain't No Mountain High Enough was also in it. Uh,
1: yeah. so Yeah, New Child, like those those are the big ones.
2: So that, that, that's something that was cool about that soundtrack too, is just It's a mix of different 70s genres, kind of, but they all feel sort of of a piece.
1: Yeah, definitely. God, I should have put something, some Motown songs on here. I should have at least put the Temptations. Mm -hmm. I wanted to put Papa Was a Rolling Stone, because I know Star Lord's, like, dad is a prominent character in this movie, but I don't know, Papa Was Rolling Stone would be a weird choice. (laughs) Isn't, like, the first lyric, like, that's the day, like, my daddy died? Yeah, so That's like one of the first lyrics. Plus, it's so closely associated with the classic YouTube movie, Cold Steel, which you can find. Actually, no. Go to Vimeo. Don't watch it on YouTube. Go to Vimeo. It's is, a great Is it uh, not on YouTube? <laughs> well, okay. So here's what happened. Not to get into it, but... Uh, a video we uh, made I, 10 years ago. A video we made, a cop movie, a comedy. Uh, YouTube did this thing where they flagged all these videos that had music that wasn't theirs. Yeah. And I was like... And they took out all the sound okay. And you had the choice to permanently replace it With music they selected <laughs> Which is stupid Because you wouldn't have any of you your audio or anything um, And I chose not to Because I'm like, I'm going to fight this And I did, and I got all the sound res- restored To the ones that I put up But Sean, if you remember Our good buddy Sean at MaladikPlease.com mm. Edited Cold Steel And he didn't want to fight it So he just put in like classical music <laughs> So he's probably taken it down since then but you'd watch the movie and it just have like generic shitty classical music in the background and no audio or anything, so it's like a weird art film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you can still find Cold Steel on Vimeo. You know, check it out. Just you know, search McTrigger Cold Steel. You're gonna have a great time. It has an excellent soundtrack. Yeah.
2: It's probably the best part of it, I would say.
1: Heavy Vengeance has an excellent soundtrack, too. I should have picked some songs from that. But they're already already—they're all so closely associated with that classic film. You can also find that on Vimeo. Or search YouTube. You'll find the trailer. It has a link to the movie. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Sure. Just like Con, I'm going to really enjoy your numbers. Seven? I
2: thought I just shared my number 7.
1: Your number did I share? You shared I think oh, my I, number 6. I just six. shared
2: the train to Georgia, so it's your
0: number okay, 6. So
1: my number 6. Okay, my number 6 is Ride Captain Ride from Blue's Image. Heard about Sean's brother Kevin. I feel like he's a big fan of this song. Yeah. I don't know why. Kevin has eclectic taste in music. I think it's
2: used in the movie Anchorman. I feel oh, like shit. Kevin's a big fan <laughs> of that movie's soundtrack.
1: Well, oops. I didn't know that. But I picked it because it's got Captain in it and Ride. Oh. And a Captain rides a spaceship. So it's a no brainer. <laughs> and it's like catchy. I, I, there's some like things where it, like it clearly mentions like. San Francisco, I think.
2: It's like the first line of it.
1: San Francisco Bay. Yeah. But I'm starting to think that lyrics really don't matter to any of these songs. I think Guardians really goes for more of a tonal thing than like... Mm-hmm. I mean, they have fucking... If you like pina colada, it just doesn't have anything to do with anything going on in the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a fun song. So I'm like, okay, I'll go with, uh, with, with Blue's Image. But I, now I'm worried you know i'm worried that that other it being featured that other soundtrack will be an issue but like again i guess i have to remind myself these aren't necessarily songs like this is my prediction it's just like if that showed up i would get a kick out of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: just like i'd get a kick out of your number six going
2: my number six is lonely boy by andrew gold song I got I don't know got into kind of a weird way I remember listening to uh, WTF with Mark Maron and he had Dave Grohl on for an episode and he was for some reason at some point he started talking about how he's all about Andrew Gold (laughs) like there was this one Andrew Gold song that he really loved and it wasn't this one it was some other one I can't remember what it was but I remember thinking that song was like alright I guess it was like pretty keyboard heavy but this is, like, his big hit, and it's pretty cool. It's very piano-y, but, like, kind of rocks, too. And it's think, probably
1: the one on your list that I did not know.
2: Yeah. I think he's almost so famous for writing the theme to Golden Girls. <laughs> but the, he was the perfect man for the job. Yep.
1: <laughs> but Got gold in his name. I,
2: Jesus, I never even thought about that.
1: he's he's the golden boy yeah i should put the theme to golden girls on here yeah that's a good song
2: i I can imagine them playing it just because man it's funny funny song
1: there's so many directions that could they could go with this it's it's like it's crazy it's really exciting i didn't really want to bring this up but i think i should mention it did you hear they actually have mentioned at least two songs that are going to be in the movie. Uh, aside from Well actually they didn't they didn't say if Fox on the Run is going to be in it, but they did mention two others that are I think are in it for sure. Did mm-hmm. you hear about that? Nah. Yeah, it's like I don't want to ruin our fun by like <laughs> But, you know, maybe I should share this with people just in case they don't know. Oh, I don't have it written down. All I remember I remember one is The Chain from Fleetwood Mac. Uh. Yeah, I thought about just,
2: putting some Fleetwood back on here, but
1: that wouldn't have been the one I picked. I don't know which one I would have picked. I would have, I probably would have gone for something a little. Maybe I would have picked "Go Your Own Way." That would have been pretty fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then some like obscure 60s song I did not know, and I know like yeah. obscure 60s songs, <laughs> and you do too, Con. Like we we've gone deep into those nuggets, like box sets. Yeah. There's a podcast Nuggets If <laughs> you've never heard of that box set Like It's all sorts of eclectic 60s stuff It's pretty cool Oh maybe I have heard this Jay and the Americans come a little bit closer But that's probably not that song that's like
0: Come a little bit closer
1: That's probably a different song I don't know But that doesn't have anything to do with this list Well except that does But our picks are better <laughs> Just like my number 5 pick is no matter what, bad. Figure. No
0: matter what you are.
1: I feel like Badfinger definitely got a boost in popularity because of the f- finale of Breaking Bad. That was that was a pretty big deal for me, Colin. I don't th- Do you realize how big of a deal that was? <laughs> <for me? laughs> yeah, it felt
2: like a pretty big deal for you. I remember you writing a classic album Tuesday on the blog about whatever
0: album that was on.
1: Yeah, straight up. Because, um, you know, it's not like their most famous song. Uh, but then suddenly it's like at the top of iTunes. I, I think I looked it up once, like, it's, like, popularity soared like, up 400%. Yeah. You look it on YouTube, like, the one video of them playing it, it's weird, it's like on, what's that guy, it's like Kenny Rogers used to have a show, I guess, in the 70s, where, like, they'd have bands, and they played on his show, that video has like, millions and millions of views. So I feel like Badfinger is poised to have, like, another song heavily featured in a movie. And even though I think "Day After Day" is probably their biggest actual hit on the charts, I went with "No Matter What" just because it's got that kind of like fun poppy vibe, kind of like how they had the raspberries in the last movie. So it feels like yeah, it'd be like it'd be used in that way, just like a fun pop song. No- nothing would really have to be going on. <laughs> <to> <laughs> just a
2: transitionary scene. <laughs> Yeah,
1: they'd just be like walking, or like the ship would be kind of gliding by for a couple seconds. That yeah. would be fun. Yeah, be fun. And yeah, I don't. Know. I haven't heard Badfinger in too many movies, so it feels feels like a good good choice. It feels like a good fit.
2: Yeah, no, it's like a pretty safe bet. I guess I maybe would have expected you to pick some other more obscure Badfinger song, but I guess they're, they they wouldn't choose one, but you would because. <laughs> feel like you're one of the bigger Badfinger fans on Earth, maybe? I don't know
1: on Earth. I've heard... I think I've heard all of their albums, yeah. and there's definitely a handful that should not be listened to. <laughs> Cause it's not that they're bad. It's like, who cares? Did they? How uh, long do they
2: keep going? Not, not well, to get into their sad mm-hmm. backstory. Well, yes, they
1: definitely... Suicides. I guess the thing is, did they go um, forward after the suicide of their head, their leader, Peter, Pete Ham? Yeah. And they did, and they they went to the late seventies, all the way to the early eighties. Mm-hmm. I don't know who was still in the band. I think it was just the um, the bass player and the lead guitarist. Lead guitarist now being the only one still alive because the bass player also committed suicide, the yeah. same way uh, as Pete as Pete Ham. They both hung themselves. And the drummer has since died as well. Oh, it looks like there's an album in 2000 as well. But I think that one was just like a bunch of tracks that were compiled. I don't know if there's any other extra recording. It's just a bunch of stuff they had lying around at Apple Studios. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, they'll always be this very intriguing band to me because they had such great songwriting and they're catchy. And they were always like... I don't know, I feel like they were always supervised by some pretty big names like george harrison and todd rundgren and paul mccartney but you know there's never really caught on in a big way so It'd be nice to see them see them honored again i'll be down yeah colin you're number five
2: my number five is the dramatics with what you see is what you get
0: Stick. And you know some people I made a wood Some people Have hearts of stone Something so hard to do good This is just it's a fun it.
2: song It's definitely like in the Temptations <laughs> mold where it's like they, it's, it's, it was a five-person, like, R&B vocal group where each guy, like, sings at a different register, which is, like, pretty awesome <laughs> in this song because, like, every guy gets, like, one line and they switch off <laughs> with each line in the verse. It's, it's, it's just fun. The guy's making sound effects. <laughs> like, the guy's like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love it. No, I watched the video on YouTube. I think it was, like, on Soul Train or something. It's yeah, just, I watched that. These guys are having so much They're fun. They're all
2: wearing, like, colorful suits, dancing around. It's awesome.
1: There's so many good 70s Motown, so- Motown songs, I just, like, gave up. I couldn't narrow it down to one, so. Yeah. I think but yeah, there's so many that, like, I could imagine. I
2: think these guys were on stacks, actually, because I kind of became more... <laughs> aware of it when i bought this super awesome like two cd set of like all the best stacks singles
1: where was stacks based out of
2: i want to say memphis
1: yeah okay so this the reason i was confused is i just i just naturally assumed the germanics were motown because i see that they're from detroit and i, I must have saw it so I'm like well naturally they have to be on motown yeah but uh yeah i guess somebody had to be on stacks <laughs> I mean, Stacks had a lot of great There's, artists. Yeah,
2: it's like Otis Redding and Isaac Hayes and all sorts of good stuff. Maybe a lot of artists that aren't quite as famous as the Motown ones, but, like, yeah. <laughs> if you dig deep into the Stacks, the Stacks catalog, you'll find some some awesome singles. Uh, is your next pick an awesome single?
1: It is an awesome single, actually. Yeah, uh, it wasn't featured DX on a 20th album. century boy. <laughs> yeah, it's only a single. Good, good call. Or good prediction. <laughs> <as> <laughs> I know you didn't really know what was going to happen. <laughs> This is definitely my most rockin' song. Um, I don't think Bang A Gong was on the first soundtrack. No. But I don't wanna I don't wanna guess it. I wanna guess something else. I, I like this song better anyways. And I think it's appropriate for so many reasons. I mean Peter Quill, he's a twentieth century boy, fucking rocks. It's definitely been in like a lot of commercials. <laughs>
0: Though, I don't
1: know if it's been heavily featured in any movies. It probably has been in some movies, but I can't think of one prominently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going to go with 20th Century Boy. Um, and preferably the T-Rex version, not the uh, Def Leppard version from 2006.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw that on the Wikipedia page too. <laughs> like, Was the cover really that <laughs> prominent that it needed its own subsection?
1: It needs to share the same Wikipedia page. Oh, God, I'm looking at that album now. It look It's a, an album of nothing but covers. It looks horrible.
2: I mean, even Def Leppard and their prime were kind
1: of horrible. Oh, yeah. The album's just called, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and the cover is just, yeah, and, like, huge neon lights. Mm-hmm. And they're, like... It almost looks like they're trying to like do the letters like YFCA style, but no, I think they're just rocking out cuz there's a guy standing under under each letter. And wow, great soundtrack here though. Like great I mean great list of songs is what I mean. 20th Century Boy kicks off the album. They got Rock On, you know that song by David Essex? Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. Oh, they got some ELO in here. Oh no, not no matter what. No. <laughs> Some Thin Lizzy, Mott the Hoople Stay With Me Faces That's kind of a sweet song Yeah,
2: yeah These all sound like good songs But they're probably just totally crapified but, yeah. By being <laughs> covered by Crap. Def Leppard
1: Yeah I mean 2006 Def yeah. Leppard What's that even oh, sound no. like I'm sure by that point The drummer had no arms <laughs> That's mean
0: That
2: is mean but Whatever
1: now I'm just reading about current Def Leopard. It's pretty bleak. I gotta tell you, man. Did he
2: actually lose his arm or a leg?
1: No, no, no. I just mean bleak as in how terrible the music is. Oh. I see on the album after, yeah, they their single uh, featured Tim McGraw. So that's where they're at. Def Leopard and Tim McGraw. Cool. Colin, is your next pick feature Def Leopard and Tim McGraw?
2: Uh, I don't think so. It would be hard to imagine considering <laughs> it's kind of before both of their times. But uh, mine is uh, the band Player with the song Baby Come Back. <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, a great song. It's just, I don't know, something about, like, the intro to this song. I just feel like it would do well in space. It's just it's a lot, totally a lot of echo and just a lot of, I guess, space on the record where, I don't know, it breathes. It's super cool and moody sounding. I <laughs> feel
1: like... Um, um. I feel like it would be this film's answer to how the last one had fooled around and fell in love. This could be like during a romantic moment, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't I don't know, For it's some kind of reason, <laughs> I imagined it
2: like, could maybe even start out the movie. Like everybody's doing their own thing, but it's like, baby, come back, come back to your team or something.
0: Yeah.
1: There's lots of ways you can use it. I think it's a great choice. Um, and yeah, it's just like kind of fun. It reminds me; it, it makes me want to watch that '70s show. Uh, so it has that fun vibe. I feel like it's probably only been used like in commercials for like Burger King and stuff. Come back
0: to your burger,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like Geico. They're they're pretty sharp over there at Geico. They've probably used it, but uh, no, a great choice. I would love to see that. I don't know anything about Player. I'm going to look them up real quick.
2: Yeah, neither do I. Ooh, they were from Los Angeles. How exciting.
1: A lot of great people from Los Angeles.
0: Sure. (laughs) That's all I got to say about (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) Maybe my next pick, Seals and Cronk.
0: See the curtains hanging in the window In the evening on a Friday
1: night And that's Summer Breeze! Summer Little Breeze! Night which night is night the night only night. song I know by them. It's the only song anyone should probably know. That song's hilarious, right? It's pretty fun. We talked about it on a podcast where we talked about summer songs. Yeah. And I, I think something that we, we liked about it, or didn't like, or I can't remember. <laughs> I'll say I liked about it, is how... It's got kind of like this almost, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say melancholy, but like bittersweet verse. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into this like super mellow chorus. And it's got like mandolins and stuff. And like that sweet guitar that's like... (laughs) It's like... It's sweet. Their hair's just flowing. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's really <laughs> You listen to this song You just imagine their hair flowing all over the place It's that one lyric about like Jasmine Flowing through my mind
1: or something Yeah, that's such a stupid lyric
0: <laughs> Jasmine in my mind
1: And the only other thing I know about them is When we were talking about them last time Is that they're the members of the Baha'i faith and i still don't know what that means Pride but of it it. sounds interesting yeah <laughs> Proud. yeah it's like it's interesting what like i wonder who edited this wikipedia page they they, had a, like, they have a they have it like right at the top so you don't know if it's just like a small part of the band or it's like what they're all about <laughs> i don't know i
2: don't know i feel like when you get into something as specific as the B- high faith you got to be like pretty about it you got to own it <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can't just be like I'm like caught into it. it. Right? Yeah,
2: it seems all right. And then everybody just like, what the hell is that? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, you gotta be like, I'll tell you what it's about, man. It's about this. It's about God or something.
1: <laughs> or or gods. Uh, no,
2: it's it's a monotheistic religion.
1: Oh, see, you remember that much. I don't remember anything. Well,
2: I am on Wikipedia. Our, our one <laughs> true god for this podcast <laughs> okay so my number three is Brande by Looking Glass
0: there's a port on a western bay and it serves hundred ships a day Lonely sailors Pass the time away
2: Oh, that's interesting. It says they were part of the Jersey Shore sound, which I'm guessing that's the same scene Bruce Springsteen came out of. The only other artist I know from that scene also is like, what's his name? Southside Johnny, who's like, I don't know. He's just like a guy who is wishes he was Bruce Springsteen
1: what the fuck is Southside Johnny
2: look it up he's just like sounds like
1: a it sounds like a fictional Joe Pesci character I
2: <laughs> yeah I don't know just like some band that like was closely associated with Bruce Springsteen the E Street Band I think members of the E Street Band have even played with Southside Johnny but it's just like they never got beyond being a local Jersey group But Looking Glass did, apparently Yeah, this song's cool I feel like it's another one that's like Sailor themed (laughs) I don't know It just works well for space I guess, because of ships And
1: spaceships Hell yeah Hell yeah Not to get off topic, but you know that Joe Pesci recorded An album as his uh, character for My Cousin Vinny
2: no, I didn't. It seems like what we would have talked about <laughs> on our
1: actors doing music <laughs> podcast. It's got a, it's got like a rap song on it, it's and good. a Christmas song with the F word. Cool. <laughs> I've That's actually really... like listened to it. Yeah, it's like, like, like kind of funny. I feel like
2: Joe Pesci had like a background in music before he went into acting. Like he was thinking about becoming a singer yeah. instead of an actor.
1: And he's from Jersey. Was he, he's got to be part of that scene, right?
2: <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope <laughs> hope he's hanging out with Looking Glass backstage. <laughs> on the I hope he show. didn't make
1: it. He didn't make it because he's just too aggressive. <laughs> he's like breaking people's noses.
2: Like
0: looking through singing? glass. Look through this glass.
1: <laughs> Smack! Hit you in the face with a bottle.
2: <sighs> Maybe. Maybe uh, Well Getting up there What's your up uh, there. number two?
1: Uh My number two is Alone Again Naturally, Gilbert O'Sullivan
0: When a little while from now If I'm not feeling any less sound I promised myself To treat myself And visit a nearby town climbing to the top Will throw myself off clear to make ever what it's like when you're shattered, left standing in the
1: this is another one of those songs where it's not like I don't know maybe this is like a good song but it's so like <laughs> sappy uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan which no way that's his real name right I don't know.
2: Very coincidental that it sounds So much like Gilbert and Sullivan No <laughs> his name like... is
1: Raymond Raymond O'Sullivan yeah. But he was one of those uh, Kind of singer songwriters Like a like a Carly Simon or James Taylor But a little more poppy he had a handful of hits But Alone Again naturally was his big one I learned about this From My dad but he seemed pretty Embarrassed that he was a fan <laughs> As I assume most people probably were. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. it's I like it. It's catchy. It's definitely cheesy. I don't know why it's cheesy. It just is.
2: It's not, like, overtly cheesy. It's, like, casually cheesy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which is but fine. But it'd be a great song for, like, a sad moment. Which, you know, if it's a movie, especially one that has romance in it, to some extent, it's... It, there's definitely got to be room for a song like this, and I think it would be pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if it's been heavily featured in any, any movies. Oh, God, I'm seeing now it is. Uh, some movies has been included. The Virgin Suicide, Stuart Little 2, Stuck on You, Megamind, Osmosis Jones. Those are like all the best movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so, stiff competition.
2: That's fine. I feel like... It's really hard to pick any popular song from the '70s that hasn't been in a movie or TV show at this point.
1: Yeah,
2: they've all been used because they're all so good and they've been around for so long.
1: I was just gonna say, you ever notice Fairly Brothers movies have pretty good soundtracks?
2: No, but that's because I haven't really watched Fairly Brothers movie in a while.
1: I mean, they do. Like, the reason I got into Phoenix was because of Shallow Hal. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like, that's a movie that has, like, Phoenix and, like, George Harrison and Neil Young. I mean, there's all these fat jokes everywhere, but it's, like, it's a good soundtrack. Those guys, like, have good taste in music, despite the fact that they have bad taste in literally everything else. <laughs> Just putting that out there. They know what the fuck they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Or... Maybe they just have, like, a good music supervisor working up their movies.
1: Maybe it's, like, a famous person. Like how Martin Scorsese had, like, Robbie Robertson by his side. Yeah. Maybe they had, like, Andrew Gold or whatever his name was. What was his name? I can't remember. Is that his name?
2: <laughs> Andrew Gold, yeah. That was the guy we were just talking about. I'm just, just going to
1: throw his name in there. Oh, nice. Stuck on you had Pete Yorn. But, like, who is he? <laughs> it's a good question to ask yourself
2: From time to time
1: Someday we're going to figure that out We're going to get to the, the
2: bottom of it Who is Pete Yorn?
1: We're going to do a Rock Talk podcast Where we're like in some tomb Finding out about Pete Yorn Because mm-hmm. that's where all of his Albums are right now Some <laughs> an ancient tomb <laughs>
2: I don't know why but they, need, they must be protected. <laughs> the legend of Pete Yorn must live on. Uh, Actually, the
1: legend of your next pick?
2: Nick Gilder? I think so. Uh, hot child Stranger in the city.
0: In the shape of something wild. Stranger, dressed in black, she's a hungry child. Which, I don't know.
2: It's a little hard to imagine this being in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, maybe, because, like, the lyrics are pretty weird, because they're about teenage prostitution, basically. But they're not, like, pro teenage prostitution. But it's kind of weird that a song that's, like, so upbeat and fun is about a troubling subject. But I don't know. Just the whole, like, groove and the instrumentation of the song, it's just, I don't know, it's just so cool. And I even bought the album that this is on, like, somewhat recently, because, I don't know, I just always liked this song that much, so I was like, maybe there's more to Nick Gilder. I think I also got that thought, because I remember when I saw the band X-Hex, like, one of the songs they did for their encore was a Nick Gilder cover, so I was like, mm-hmm and the, that album's like pretty awesome actually it's just like it sounds a lot like glam rock but like a few years later for some reason and also Canadian because I believe it Gilder was Canadian but it's fun rocking stuff and also it was weird because I bought it not knowing that it was still in its original wrapping because I bought it for like 10 bucks and I was like a little high for a Nick Gilder LP like who cares but then I was like oh wait <laughs> this has never been opened before when I got home it's a mint mint condition
1: I did not know Nick Gilder was an artist that was apparently worth like checking out that's yes. interesting or I at least this
2: album I've never heard anything. like yeah. it's good
1: I thought he sounded like a woman he does song <laughs> it's definitely confused by that
2: very androgynous sounding voice but I think it's Does other cool.
1: sound songs sound like that?
2: Yeah, pretty much. This is how he sings.
1: <laughs> yeah, no that that's a sense. That it's a song that definitely makes sense. I don't know how it'd be used. Maybe like Baby Groot. He's like a child.
0: Yeah,
1: hot, hot Groot in the city. Hot baby in the city. <laughs> I can imagine that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Alright, I guess we're down to number one uh, This is exciting um, Though I feel like it's a little anticlimactic And I'll explain that after I review my pick My number one Song that I'd like to see in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is Dancing in the Moonlight By King Harvest
0: We get it almost every night And when that moon.
1: I think the reason this isn't as exciting as i would have hoped it could have been is because telltale games the uh the video game studio is doing a guardians of the galaxy game soon and they featured this song in their trailer so i don't know if that means it's for sure gonna be in the new movie and like that's, that's something we already know but it definitely kind of makes it a little less surprising if it is but then again i feel like this is like the number one song probably everyone would have guessed was in the next one like not like almost everyone would have come to this conclusion that's like well clearly you have to have dancing in the moonlight
2: it's just too mathematically perfect for it <laughs> not to be in this movie.
1: yeah i mean moon space it's the right era it's the right sound i don't know who king harvest is but they really like, knocked out of the park with this one <laughs> I feel like our friend Sean, this is like one of his all-time favorite songs. For some reason. I don't remember why.
2: Just He made a big deal out of it when it was the featured song on his MySpace page back in high school. <laughs> so it's forever linked to him, I guess.
1: Yeah. Guys, you know, I have one funny memory about Dancing in the Moonlight. Uh, Do you remember pop culture class in high school?
2: Uh, sure. I mean, I took it. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you remember it. <laughs> I really most
0: did...
1: of the classes I took
2: in high school. It's in your class not as did you s- Stupid as that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: In your <laughs> class did you watch the miniseries that was called like It's something like Living in the Sixties or The Sixties. Pretty Ooh. sure
2: it was just called the Sixties. And then there mm-hmm. was the sequel the Seventies. Which I'm guessing you were gonna talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like this uh I guess it was the seventies was probably it must have been that one, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Thanks God you brought that up Um, I feel like we watch. I definitely watched the 70s Because I remember this bit from it And it had Julia Stiles And there's one part where she's like Hanging out in the studio With King Harvest I guess And they just come up with some alternative history Where it's like They're singing Kissing in the Moonlight But then she's like What if it was Dancing in the (laughs) Moonlight And they're like No way (laughs) We're King Fucking Harvest, (laughs) but then they they change it and it's like, ah yeah. It just I like the idea that like King Harvest like history is just like people don't care that you can just rewrite it and it's like whatever who gives a fuck no one's gonna check up on this maybe this is even true, but yet
2: it's like such an essential part of the seventies that it had to be featured in this made for TV movie because I feel like both of those. Movies like took the Forrest Gump Approach where it's like every character Has to be involved with a major event That's (laughs) Equated with that Decade
1: Yeah like they go out like on a double date It's like oh this is Woodward and this is my friend Bird. I
2: guess the Recording of this song was one of the Monumental moments In 70's history
1: Yeah so, how could I not include one of the pinnacle moments in 1970s history mm-hmm. in this space movie? Yeah. All right, calling the big moment, the drum roll. You're number one.
2: Uh, this is so dumb, but like, if I'm being honest with myself, this is a song that I would get the most pumped up about if it wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's uh, Do Anything You Want to Do by Eddie and the Hot Rods, the, the theme song to this podcast.
0: Jesus. you ask them what they
2: spent from you be like fuck What's yeah rock dog <laughs> and but it but it also seems appropriate it's a 70s song from i feel like it's kind of like a i don't know just like a period in uk rock music that's kind of been written out of history like i guess there was this sort of pub rock movement in the mid 70s but it feels like it kind of like people just have forgotten about it and i like i don't even know really any of the other bands that were involved with it apparently one of joe strubber's bands was a pub rock band called the 101ers i don't know and i guess you could say elvis costello kind of came out of that i've heard pub rock (laughs) equated with him too but
1: uh the the records Starry Eyes, Do you know that song? I don't know
2: if I know that. Maybe I would if I heard it.
1: Well, I I, grew, I wanted to see if they're considered pub rock, and within their first sentence it says, "We well, know it says For, formed out of the ashes of the Curse All Flyers, a pub rock group." So this is like this is like pub rock. Okay. Check that song, out. Starry Eyes. It's pretty sweet. I believe. other oh, records, I think it's British. Yeah, it's British. Mm-hmm. Pub, why they call it pub rock? You just like this song. You just like playing like a pub. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's too
1: small for the stadium it's, it's, it's better suited for the pub
2: Yeah That is kind of weird But like you can still play it on the radio It's not It wasn't quite getting to be as like Small a DIY as Punk Was gonna get a few years later I don't know
1: Also one of the main guys in the records Name is John Wicks <laughs> Awfully close to John Wick <laughs> Yeah, that's cool So maybe they'll feature it in John Wick That's probably what we'll do on our next episode To see what's going to be in the soundtrack to John Wick 2 <laughs> Or John Wick Chapter 2 Or Part 2 Or whatever they're calling it Colin, did that movie have like rock music in it? I
2: don't feel like it did <laughs> So it'd be a hell of a gamble To assume what songs They would put in a movie That might not even feature famous pop songs I don't know Yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the song just rocks. Always gets me pumped up because it's all about it's all about the working man. Just like getting out of your day job, not answering to authority, just being like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna do anything I want to do, You limey bastards." Hell yeah! Hell
1: I'm yeah. glad you put on this list too because I can never remember who does that song, even though it's the theme to our podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't it's know. Like someone we'll... be
1: like, "Who? Well, who do, What's that song?" And be like, well, "Oh no." <laughs> Eddie and the Hot Rods I feel Eddie like it's an Hot
2: easy Rods. name to remember Because it's so stupid
1: Sounds like a fictional band from a Stephen King book That got killed and came back as ghosts <laughs> Yep uh, But yeah, that's a sweet song And I'm glad it's our theme And I would love to see it in Guardians of the Galaxy And if there's songs that you, a listener, would like to hear You know, send us a message or something, you know Or uh, call in I don't know how you do that, but it'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So those are our lists, and I think we'll probably post the lists on our blog as well. So you don't have to listen to this, but if you're listening to this, then there's no point in me saying that. Anyways, moving on, I guess this is the part of the podcast where we usually do our uh, segment called Yesterday and Today. And that's a segment where we talk about older albums we've been listening to and newer albums we've been listening to i actually forgot about this segment so i came up with my picks during this podcast but (laughs) i've been listening to some stuff so i got stuff to talk about and i usually go first so i will go first and i will start with my yesterday album and that would be the dam's machine gun etiquette London in the late 70s that according to history is like the first at everything. Like I I don't know how like that works. I guess they were just the first British punk band to get their single out there and to tour the US and to get their album out there even though it seems like a lot of those punk albums came out in the same year so but somebody had to be first I guess. And I went with their uh, third album which is Machine Gun Etiquette, 1979. And they're just, like, if you haven't heard of the Dan, they're just, like, pretty poppy and punk and fun. Uh, Their lead singer has kind of, like, a weird, like, goth vibe. Like, he looks like a Batman villain. Like, he could be the Penguin's father. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of looks like that. He definitely looks like he could be a bad guy on that Gotham show. And I love their lead guitarist, uh, Captain Sensible. He's like wears a red beret and is just like totally wacky and breaking his guitar, very Pete Townsend esque. And I think what stands out for me about the Damned is like a lot of, unlike a lot of those punk bands, they were pretty good at playing their instruments. Like, Man. they were like the Sex Pistols were like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like they were they're solid musicians. Yeah. Like they sounded really good on on record, and they're coming by. The Seattle area sometime this year, and I'm really heavily considering seeing them. I think that would be really cool. I know they play a lot of their old stuff. So the damned.
2: Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I listened to this one once when I was working, so I didn't pay that much attention to it. But yeah, you you asked me if I would go see the damned with you. I might. They seem pretty good. I just for some reason have neglected them. For a while, even though I've listened to a lot of that UK punk stuff, but not all of it. I think I also recently listened to the first and only album by X-ray Specs, but I don't I don't feel like I listened to it enough to for it to be my yesterday pick. one um, I will recommend is uh, what's it called? Wasn't Tomorrow Wonderful by the band The Waitresses? <laughs>
0: So I bought them I know the cost of stamps now The 31st is when I pay the phone bill I told them I don't even know anybody in Toronto Every day It's 80s
2: one-hit wonder We can talk about a lot of 70s one-hit wonder I think you probably know them for that song gold. I know what boys like oh yeah yeah that one (laughs) it's definitely one of those songs you hear and you're like "Eh, this is kind of annoying right but i don't know (laughs) when you listen to it and you just like kind of get on its wavelength you're like "Eh, this is pretty cool (laughs) because i don't know it doesn't seem like there were that many like i don't know female singers from that era that kind of had that like bratty like sort of like I don't know what you would call it. It almost seems like more of a 90s thing where like more female singers were like there was sort of a more feminist vibe and they were just like men are lame they're totally lame (laughs) but uh yeah this album surprisingly good. I also kind of got into them around Christmas because they have that song Christmas Rapping which sort of became like my go-to Christmas song this Christmas season but I can't listen to it anymore because it's not Christmas time, but it's the thing. When you find a good Christmas song, it'll always be waiting for you next year. And this album's good. It's an interesting mix of sounds. It's kind of got like a 60s girl group feel, sort of almost like a ska feel too, because they have a saxophone player in their band and sort of like New Wave too. It's just an interesting album that (laughs) I weirdly got into.
1: Yeah, I'm reading about this Chris Butler guy who I guess was kind of their, their head honcho and yeah. didn't realise he was the guy who holds the Guinness Book of World Record for like longest pop song recording. <laughs> it started out at sixty nine minutes, but it sounds like he just builds on it like every <laughs> like every year. So it's like an ongoing project. It's like super <laughs> fucking long. Yeah. So uh but yeah, the Waitresses, I definitely, like, I could have guessed hundred bands, and never would have guessed that this was not something you'd pick. I didn't know that this was something was worth listening to. So that's kind of interesting. I want to check that out. So this is like kind of like new wave. I mean, it sounded like it was a lot of different things.
2: Yeah, it is. I, I am having a hard time saying what it is. I guess you could call it new wave, even though I don't feel like like the keyboards are that prominent. It's definitely very guitar-y, too. Yeah, I don't know. Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, even more reason to check it out. to be like, whoa, what what is this? It's
2: a fun little early 80s kind of anomaly record. Kind of makes me wish they'd made more, but there's one, and it's pretty good.
1: All right. Uh, So my Today album, I haven't been listening to that many albums this year so far. I mean... It's still early in the year uh, I think the only reason I really checked the only one I really checked out was uh, hang by the new album by Foxy Jin. know where I, I don't really know where I stand with Foxygen. Like I don't know if like I think they're really good or like they suck or like I don't know. Like they def- I guess they don't suck, but it's like, <laughs> <sighs> like they're just all over the place. Like they came up with that first that first album a few years ago uh, what was that called? We are the twenty first century ambassadors of peace and magic. And I like that album. It kind of reminded me of like Arthur era kinks, you know, mm. just very kinda of cheeky and fun, but like eclectic, also like huge assortments of unusual instruments. And then in 2014 they came out with an album called In Star Power, and it's just like so fucking long. It's eighty-two minutes, which is pretty long for like that kind of music. For like Baroque psychedelic pop. Like that's that's a lot of work. It was there's some really good stuff on there, but it was like so fucking long. So then, I was pretty pleased to find that Hang is only thirty-two minutes, so it was just easy to listen to, and it's it's more of kind of that like big orchestras and brass, very Todd Rundgren. That's that's an artist that comes up a lot that they're compared to. It's kind of just a progression of that, just a little more succinct, which I enjoy. And I was watching some live videos of their uh, of them perform, and their lead singer guy like seems to be having like a lot of fun he's just like kind of prancing around and being goofy i watched their music video for their single on this album follow the leader and it was kind of a funny music video where it's like there's him and a bunch of backup dancers but he does a dance and they just are trying to follow what he does but clearly it's not been rehearsed so they have a good sense of humor and i don't know i'm gonna listen to this more i'm gonna see how it sits with me and uh You know, I don't know. Maybe it'll be one of my favorite albums of the year. I don't know. Don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, Mine, my pick probably isn't that surprising. It's the new album by Japan Droids, near to the wild heart of life. Uh, I, I think I like it so far. I've only had it for a week, and it's definitely an album I've been waiting for for a long time. It's been five years since their last album, Celebration Rock, which is like one of my favorite albums the last 10 years, maybe ever. I just, It's one of those albums that if I want to rock in a really exciting, exhilarating way, it's just, that's the album I put on. It, I just love it. And this one, it, it's... It, I think it goes the route it should. It's it's a little more restrained and a little more introspective, but it's still, you know, it's it's got songs that you can sort of sing along with and are sort of anthemic, but in a in a more sort of mature kind of way, which is it, it's cool to see that them playing, or <laughs> pulling that off. And uh, yeah, I'll probably be listening to it for a while because it's. it's it's an easy one to put on. It's like another half hour long <laughs> Japan droids album and this one. Unlike the other ones, you don't feel like exhausted after listening to it in in like a good way. You can just it's, it's a little more little more easy to just put on
1: have they changed their approach or style in any way like has that evolved yeah
2: I think they they've said in like interviews ahead of this album coming out that they kind of took away the rules of just just it being a guitar and drum thing like it is it I think it does have like some keyboards and synthesizers and parts I mean but at the same time, I feel like it, it doesn't stray too much. like I don't think any fans of this band are going to be sort of put off, but it definitely th- they've opened up their sonic palette on this album, which is also nice to see. I don't I don't think <laughs> I don't think it would have been wise if they were just like, let's just make another Japan droids album that sounds exactly like the other two after waiting five years to put out another album. And I think it's it's different enough, I would say.
1: I'm always impressed by bands that do that simple like two guy thing and then like make it because like yeah. theoretically anyone should be able to do that but no there's only so many that do it and like make an impact so it's pretty impressive to do so much with so little. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked that out yet, but I I guess I probably should. It's been like f- like well like five years since they did an album, right? Yep. <laughs> A long time. So cool, and I'm sure that'll be coming up like again later on the podcast here i don't know it seems like it'll be a big one for, for this group i'm sure sean's into it too right doesn't sound like japan rights oh yeah
2: I feel like it's a, bond, a band we've banded over. god damn it that said it sucks so much i like that
1: i like that better it's I a like bond word. we
2: banded over damn it know what I was trying to
1: say. <laughs> but no, like, I like the idea of like when you and someone else like get into the same band, you've banded together. We banded Not, you banded together like, over we, like, this the band. We've banded together. <laughs> and if you enjoy banding together with this podcast, you can check us out on mildlypleased.com. You can also search iTunes and find this podcast by searching. Either Rock Talk or Mildly Please, and I'm sure you can find this in all our other episodes. And if you like what you hear, you can send us a message or whatever. Someday it's gonna happen. Fingers crossed. Um so yeah, I mean, go ahead, listen to rock talk, and we could be heroes just for one day.
0: Do anything you wanna do!